you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The GX on Agriculture podcast is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner. GX on Agriculture with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe joined Andre Roth, Global Head of Grains and Oilseeds for Louis Dreyfus Company, and Brian Kahn, LDC's Country Manager for Canada this morning, to celebrate the official start of the project to expand the company's canola crushing facility here in Yorkton. We'll have reaction on that. As well, scattered showers around Saskatchewan over the past week helped to replenish soil moisture levels. We'll have the latest crop report with Mackenzie Ladoon, who is the Crops Extension Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in Moose Jaw. And week five of the spring edition of GX94 Supper in the Field took us to the Ron and Elaine Herberger farm southwest of Atwater last night. We will hear from them as well. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX on Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, we have a mainly sunny sky here in Yorkton. We had a thunderstorm earlier this morning. Could we expect any more of that kind of activity today? Well, in the meantime, uh, in the near term, I should say, there is uh, not anything that's threatening us. There are some showers around. Uh, none of these look particularly heavy. They're mainly uh, on the Manitoba side of the line, but they're around. And when they're around, we, we watch the potential. Uh, but nothing at this moment is imminently threatening us. There is some heavy shower activity, a severe thunderstorm watch for areas west of Regina. Uh, there are some downpours there. There are some strong storms. Looks like some uh, very heavy storms across the uh, let's see, is that southwestern portions of, of the province? So it, it's, it's heavy down that way. For us, though, very, very light stuff. Uh, what I'm watching is a little shower that uh, went by uh, Russell tracking northward. Uh, right again, right along the border. And this stuff will continue through the afternoon. Watching a whole area where there's not a lot of precipitation, seeing a few things that are starting to fire up over these last uh, couple of minutes or so. So we'll keep the potential there, 40% chance uh, for showers. So that's high enough that I think there will be, uh, for many of us, some showers. If you happen to miss out in the spot where you are, nothing personal. They're scattered. Temperature 26 this afternoon. The wind overall not too strong, but it does pick up and around the storms. Uh, tonight, scattered evening showers will diminish. Things will settle down pretty quickly tonight. We'll drop up to 16, a partly cloudy sky. And tomorrow, partly sunny. 
The wording I'm using is isolated, showers and thunderstorms, but I think it's going to be isolated clusters rather than isolated cells, which means a few more of us will get them, taking the chance of showers tomorrow for at uh, 60%, and again, some of those could be on the heavy side through the day. Scattered showers on and off for Friday night and Saturday, too, though they're much more spotty and generally lighter on Saturday. 28 is the high tomorrow, 18 the, high, the low tomorrow night, and 28 again on Saturday. The uh, showers that are rolling through are not associated with any cold air. We stay in the upper 20s, even cracking 30 into the early part of the week. A couple more showers coming in Sunday night into early Monday morning. Mondays are mostly sunny, hot day, the high 31. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw is at 16 degrees. Swan River, 20. Dauphin, 19. Brandon, 24. Show Lake Russell, 21. Roblin, 18. Regina and Indian Head are at 26 degrees. Saskatoon, 28. Hudson Bay, 18. Broadview Mooseman, 24. Winyard Wadena Kelvington, 22. The Yorkton Melville region has a mainly sunny sky, a southeast wind at 17, gusting to 30 kilometers an hour. 63% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 24 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 28 degrees and dropped to a low of 12 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 20 degrees. The normal low is 8 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 4.40 this morning, and it will set at 8.56 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday the Manitoba hotspot was Melita at 30 degrees. The cold spot was Churchill at minus 2 degrees. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was a tie between Watrous and Moose Jaw. They both got up to 32 degrees. The cold spot was Stony Rapids at plus 7 degrees. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Beef and Forage Report. Grilling season has begun and consumers should expect a mixed bag when it comes to meat options for summer cookouts. That's according to Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service expert David Anderson. He says this year consumers will likely see lower prices for some grilling favorites like pork spare ribs and chicken wings and higher prices on beef favorites like briskets and steaks. Wholesale beef prices are higher across primal cuts and Anderson attributes the rising prices to lower beef production. Beef production is down 5% compared to last year when the U.S. set a record. And that's the Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. EX94 Ag Review. Analysts say a merger of U.S. Grains Merchant Bungie Limited with rival Viterra 
would grow the combined entity's businesses in the U.S., Brazil, and Australia, and may raise competition concerns in parts of Canada and Argentina, where key oilseed processing assets overlap. Sources last week said Bungie and Viterra were in talks for a potential mega-deal that would further consolidate global agriculture trading and bring Bungie closer in global scale to leading rivals ADM and Cargill. J.P. Morgan Equity Research estimates the combined company's market cap would be around $25 billion U.S., compared with ADM's $38.9 billion market cap. Bungie and Viterra each crush canola on the Canadian prairies, including plants in close proximity in southern Manitoba, as well as in eastern Canada. Antitrust authorities may require some of those assets be offloaded before approving the merger. Ice Futures canola contracts fell hard to end the month of May, dropping to levels not seen in more than two years. While the oversold market may be due for a correction, there could also still be more room to the downside. While canola is usually the leader in the relationship with European rapeseed, the past six months has been the other way around, and markets farm analyst Mike Jubinville thinks the weakness in rapeseed could leave canola open to more downside as well. Looking at the weekly chart, Jubinville expects the July canola contract that settled at $649.50 per metric ton yesterday could easily drop into the $500 per metric ton area. On the other side, a correction to the 20 or 50 day moving averages would see prices move back above $700 but would still leave the market in a long term downtrend. The amount of fresh fruit available on store shelves across the country fell by more than 5% between 2021 and 2022. And Statistics Canada says ongoing supply chain issues, labour shortages and price increases also led to a nearly 6% drop in the availability of fresh vegetables, except for potatoes. Even though some Canadian food industry sectors experienced record production in 2022, producers exported more food internationally than the previous year, the amount of milk available to Canadians also decreased by nearly 4%, while red meat and poultry availability both increased. A second Minnesota man involved in an alleged organic crops conspiracy has pleaded guilty to making a false statement and could spend up to 14 months in jail. That's according to a plea agreement filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Minnesota. In addition, Adam Olson, owner and operator of Olson Seed in Wyndham, Minnesota, would have a January 11, 2023 indictment against him dropped as part of the agreement with prosecutors. Minnesota farmer James Wolf pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud earlier in May for his role in a scheme to falsely sell $46 million in non-GMO corn and soybeans as organic. According to Olson's plea agreement, he admits that he misrepresented the extent of his involvement in Wolf's farming operation when Olson applied for crop insurance in April of 2020 for organic crops farmed by Wolf. The head of Ontario's cannabis distributor says the race to the bottom happening with pot prices risks hurting the market's future. Ontario Cannabis Store Chief Executive David Lobo says when consumers get used to paying lower prices, it can take a generation to change their perception and convince people to pay more again. 
In an economy where inflation is stubbornly high and raising the costs of most consumer goods, he says the industry can't keep pushing lower. Since recreational cannabis was legalized in 2018, pot producers have been dropping prices to fight the illicit market, where weed is much cheaper and sellers operate outside restrictions imposed on the legal market. Statistics Canada says a gram of legal cannabis cost $10.29 on average in 2019, whereas the OCS had some dried flower products selling for under $4 this week. And be sure to listen to the latest GX on Agriculture podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for June closed at 174.90. That's up 577. August live cattle closed at 172.37, up 470. And October live cattle closed at 175.87, up 410. August feeder cattle closed at 241.65, up 247. September feeder cattle closed at 244.95, up 272. July lean hogs closed at 82.05, down 127. August lean hogs closed at 80.02, down 182. And that's the livestock market conditions. Now it's time for the Heartland Livestock Report. From Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of May the 31st. A good size sale here yesterday for this time of the year. Our last chance pre sort sale consisting of 990 head in the sort with 390 cows and bulls, a total of 1380 for the day. What a sale we had for the pre sort and the cows and bulls. One of the best sales I was part of being at Heartland. Cows and bulls selling five to seven higher here. Listen up. D1, D2 cows, 147 to 157, sales to 168 to 169. D3 cows, 137 to 147. Cows that are weaker and some uh, that have lumps and bumps, 75 to 85. Cows are averaging 155. From the Ituna area, 1,750-pound grain-fed cows topped out at 170. A job well done. Good bulls, 155 to 165, sales to 178 to 179. Bulls are averaging 166. From that good neuter area, 2,500-pound exotic bull topped out at 181. On to the pre-sort sale. This was our last chance pre-sort sale, and what a sale that was. Listen up to this. 425-pound steers, 394. 500-pound black steers, 385. 575-pounders at 370. 650-pound red-black exotic steers at 356. My favorite pen, 710-pound red-black exotic steers, 323. 785-pound black steers, 303. 850-pound steers, 292. And 930-pound steers at 271. On to the heifers. 425-pound heifers, 333. 500-pound heifers, 325. 575-pound heifers, 315. 650-pound exotic heifers at 298. 710-pound black heifers, 283. 800-pounders, 285, and 850-pound heifers at 279. Highlight of the morning, 790-pound tan steers at 308, and 63 black heifers, 640 pounds, they topped out at 299. Next week's sale will only be a regular sale, receiving on Tuesday from 8 to 8. 
This Friday, June the 2nd, 130 to 140 call cap pairs sell at Heartland Yorkton. Sale time at 11 o'clock. This sale will also be on DLMS. This sale consisting of 100 pairs from the Varigan area. You don't find pairs like this every day. Simmental Red Angus cows with good little calves outside. Full vaccination program ready for grass. Come early and take a look at these pairs. You'll be happy you did. This sale will be the sale of the spring. Sale time is 11 o'clock this Friday. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. To GX on Agriculture, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe joined Andre Roth, the global head of grains and oil seeds for Louis Dreyfus Company, or LDC, and Brian Kahn, LDC's country manager for Canada, this morning to celebrate the official start of the project to expand the company's canola crushing facility here in Yorkton. Kahn says their business in Yorkton has come a long way since the facility first opened in 2009. We'd always hoped there was a chance to look at expansion, but we really wanted to make sure we understood the market well. We wanted to make sure that we, we, we would be well received by the community. Uh, and I have to say that, that those, we've checked all those boxes uh, during that time, I would say. Um, working in the community for us, uh, I would say, has well exceeded our expectations. Uh, the the uh, environment, the uh, local community has welcomed us with open arms, and uh, we've been able to be very successful in, in this area, not just working with the local growers, but the local community and the local services that help provide and sustain a facility like this has been extremely important. Uh, and then uh, from a demand standpoint, it's been an excellent location as well, too. Being at the center of the continent, being able to move product within Canada domestically into the U.S., whether we go to the West Coast or East Coast, or even down into Mexico now with new connectivity, uh, it's been extremely important and very well-located facility from that standpoint as well. So it's, if anything, it's, it's exceeded our expectations and really allowed us to look at the expansion that we've, uh, that we've announced here uh, in the last month. He says Parkland region farmers continue to grow massive amounts of canola. Absolutely. No, the growers have once again welcomed us with open arms. Uh, when you look at where we started back in 2009, uh, how the, uh, I would say, the change in, uh, in production over time has, has really adapted to the facilities being here, and the growers are extremely efficient and productive here. So not only are you seeing more acres, but you're seeing higher yields in the area as well, too, which has allowed announcements like this to take place. So while it does look like a very daunting amount of canola, I think what we've demonstrated in the last number of years is that the productivity is very strong and, if anything, getting stronger on that side. So we're very confident that uh, the supply side will uh, we'll be able to work with uh, the current drying arcs that we're working with here today. Khan explains what the expansion will entail. Uh, it's really going to be a doubling of the facility. So the existing facility will continue to run as is, and we'll be building another facility just south of it. So we'll be able to continue operations while we have construction underway as well. He says it will also result in the hiring of more full-time employees. So we have uh, just over 100 folks at the facility today, and we'll be hiring another 80 by the time we're in full operation. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe says he was pleased to attend the sod turning for the expansion this morning. Well, it's, it's good for the people that not only uh, you, you know live and might work in this plant in, in the community of Yorkton, but it's good for the ag industry as it uh, elevates us to selling ingredients as opposed to raw agricultural products. So it gives us some some market share insurance there as we as we look ahead, and ultimately it adds adds value and wealth uh, to our to our Saskatchewan communities and to the province as a whole. And so you know, very excited to be in Yorkton uh, here today. Um, uh, 
a, a community that is no stranger to uh, the canola crush industry. They, they, they know how to do it uh, in this part of the province and they know how to grow it. And so this is an exciting day. Uh, one of a number of announcements uh, in, in the province, uh, just all contributing in, uh, in, uh, in no small way to the success that we're seeing in Saskatchewan. And Yorkton Mayor Mitch Hipsley was also ecstatic about the expansion. Oh, what an extraordinary event, and it truly is. I mean, to see what the peripheral spin-off of what's going to happen because of the investment of LDC. They have the vision, and they're worldwide travelers. They know what they're doing. And the fact that they chose Yorkton, Saskatchewan, to basically add on to what they already did 13 years ago says huge profound statement to the world because you know everyone talks and everyone's a phone call away so other companies will be going to them and going so what's the scoop on Yorkton so this is a huge uh, vote of confidence. The expanded LDC canola crushing plant should be operational by the end of 2025. Commodities update. Canola futures closed up across the board today. July canola closed at 651.50, up $2 per metric ton. November canola closed at 633.70, up $8.90. July Minneapolis wheat closed at 789 per bushel, that's up 9 cents. July Kansas City wheat closed at 802.5, up 12 cents. July Chicago wheat closed at 6.10 and 3 quarters, up 16 and a half cents. July corn closed at 5.92 and a half, down one and a half cents. July soybeans closed at 13.29 and a half, up 29 and 3 quarters of a cent. July oats closed at 3.39 per bushel, unchanged from yesterday's close. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. Week 5 of the spring edition of GX94 Supper in the Field took us to the Ron and Elaine Herberger farm southwest of Atwater last night. After supper, I spoke with the couple. Supper in the Field has run for, I'll say, 30 years, I'm not sure, but for many, many years. And I was a faithful spring and fall, and the odd time I missed, but I thought, you know, someday. I'd always, I'd always hoped to goodness it was when I was hauling grain at the combining time that someone would drive in with supper. But, but anyway, here we are, seeding is finished, and uh, just wonderful time spent in the house with uh, our valued guests and people that helped us put the crop in and thank you to GX radio and so many sponsors behind the scenes which I, I didn't I don't think I really appreciated how many people are involved in this and how many would turn out for the event so thank you very much Doug you're welcome and Ron uh, you grew up in this yard pretty much did you yes that's right uh, lived here really most of my life and uh, then started farming and uh, now retiring from farming and our boys are taking over so who are your boys? Uh, Kyle Herpiger is the youngest, and then Blake, and uh, Blake uh, was at Rocky, and actually having his retirement party there tonight, and uh, he's going to be the full-time farmer, and Kyle will be helping out. Mm -hmm. And our oldest son, Colin, is in London, England, and uh, married a girl from there and living there. So how much land do you farm out here? Uh, around 4,800 acres in total. And uh, it's a combination of wheat, canola, and lentils now. 
and uh, we've grown peas in the past and uh, faba beans and hemp and tried different crops uh, but that's where what we're seeding right now. Do you have any livestock at all? No, it's all grain farming and uh, we haven't had livestock uh, since uh, we were, oh, I was a young kid. And obviously seeding went well if you're done already? Yes, uh, it was uh, really no rain interruptions and uh, when we finished the, we got a little bit of rain and uh, so it was nice for the germination and uh, yeah, everything is looking real good now. And as for supper itself, Elaine, you were happy with the supper and all the prizes that went with it? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it was, like I say, it was a real treat and uh, I think everyone enjoyed it. Again, I thank everyone very much. Um, one thing I do want to add, we've been farming for, oh gosh, like 46, 47 years and 37 of those years we were alfalfa seed growers. And now we are just running the crops around mansions. So it's just time to move on and uh, turn it over to the boys. Anything else you want to add? I'll just thank everybody that uh, supplied supper and uh, yourselves. Uh, it was just wonderful. Uh, like Elaine said, there's so many people involved and uh, it was nice to meet most of them. Uh, some of them couldn't be here tonight, but uh, it was really good. Food was great. Uh, can't thank yous enough and uh, it was so nice. A good way to wind up seating. And lots of prizes. And lots of prizes. <laughs> all kinds of prizes. Even our grandkids are happy. Even our grandkids are happy with all the prizes. Thank you. That's Elaine and Ron Herberger from the Atwater District. Our sponsors for GX94 Supper in the Field are Milligan Bio, Farm Credit Canada, Gowan Canada, Sask Milk, Jump.ca, LDC, Smith Steel, Minute Muffler and Brake, Yorkton Auction Centre, Maple Ag and Outdoor, the Saskatchewan Institute of Agrologists, the Chalet Restaurant, and Razor's Cellar at the Yorkton Hotel. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Partly sunny with a 40% chance of spotty showers and thunderstorms. Winds east-southeast at 15 to 30 with gusts higher and a high of 26 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy with a 50% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Winds east-southeast at 15 to 25 and a low of 16. For tomorrow, partly sunny with a 60% chance of isolated afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Winds southeast at 15 to 25, a high of 28, an overnight low of 18. For Saturday, partly sunny with a 30% chance of spotty showers. Winds south at 15, gusting to 25, and a high of 28. For Sunday, partly sunny with a 30% chance of evening showers, a high of 29, and Monday, mainly sunny, a high of 31. In the Paw, it's 16 degrees, Swan River 20, Dauphin 19, Brandon 24, Show Lake Russell 21, Roblin 18. Regina and Indian Head are at 26 degrees, Saskatoon 28, Hudson Bay 18, Broadview Mooseman 24, Winyard Wadena Kelvington 22. 
The Yorkton-Melville region has a mainly sunny sky, a southeast wind at 17 gusting to 30 kilometers an hour. 63% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 24 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. Broadcasting from the traditional lands of the Treaty 4 Nations and homeland of the Métis people, this is CJGX Yorkton, a Harvard Media radio station. We are GX94.